0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 611, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator, usually. Now, this is a podcast where I typically narrate articles for you, and on Fridays, I answer your questions. But today, and this entire week, actually, is gonna be a bit different. Well, here in the US, this is the week of Thanksgiving. So I thought, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I would give thanks to Melanie Young. Now, in case you're confused, stick with me. A few weeks ago, I had written a piece for my employer, Bastyr University, where I discussed foods as they related to immune health. The story was picked up by various media outlets, and I was actually asked as a guest to be on Fearless, Fabulous You with Melanie Young, who's a certified health coach and author. Her show is all about inspiring and empowering others on health, wellness, and nutrition. What a perfect fit, right? So I asked her if I could replay our interview for you and she graciously agreed. Now, if you ever want to listen to Melanie Young's show directly, you can find her on demand at iHeartRadio.com and everywhere the iHeartRadio app is available. You can also find her on social media. In fact, you can tweet her at MightyMelanie or find her on Instagram at MelanieFabulous. So I'll play the interview through Thursday and I'll be back answering your questions on the Friday show. Oh, and stick around this week. I'll have a little story about one of my Thanksgiving blunders coming up. All right, with that, let's get right to the interview as we optimize your life.
1: Dr. Neil Malik, welcome to Fearless Fabulous You.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So I'm curious, um, what... Do you know, I have heard that this is going to be another pretty, I mean, last year was pretty bad. Um, what do you know um, about this year's uh, upcoming, actually we're in it, cold and flu season?
2: Yeah, and I, I've I've heard the same data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that they're predicting that this is going to be a particularly nasty flu season. And uh, so I, like you, have, uh, I did get the flu shot earlier this year, back in mm-hmm. August, and mm-hmm. um, I've already had some family members, unfortunately, experience this, this flu. And it it was particularly nasty. They were, they were in bed for almost a full week.
1: Well, first of all, I'm really sorry about that because, you know, one, I'm glad you got your flu shot, but I'm sorry that your family members were affected. I, you know, I really want to explain this before we get into the foods. You know, there are many strains of flus and what I understand is while it's really important to get a flu shot. And I also want to underscore why and and, and what you dispel any myths about it. It doesn't always protect against all strains of flu, correct?
2: Correct. So the Centers for Disease Control, along with other health agencies, try and predict which strain of the flu is going to be kind of the most nasty. And Mm -hmm. so they create the vaccine trying to predict, okay, these strains, maybe one or two strains are going to be particularly hard on us this year. So let's Mm -hmm. vaccinate against those particular strains. So it is still possible to get the flu because you may get exposed to a strain that the vaccine didn't cover.
1: Right. And so it's it's a a great um, prevention tool, but not 100 percent in in the fact that there's other strains. And and, and I'm curious, um, can strains of flu just appear out of nowhere? I mean, what causes different strains of flu? And 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 yeah. and viruses, which are different, as I understand, right?
2: So uh, the flu is typically caused by a virus or okay. um, a, a number of strains of viruses. Mm-hmm. And w- what's really interesting is we're still learning about how these viruses work. And some seem to mutate quite quickly. And so it's it's as if we can't get ahead of them. We can't quite predict how they're going to mutate, which makes it very challenging to treat. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, we're learning more and more about this, but, you know, exposure to certain animals, they carry viruses that are different than what we may get exposed to from human to human contact. And then these viruses will mutate and then, uh, we get exposed again, but our bodies aren't used to seeing those versions. So it it's, um, it's quite complicated.
1: It is. I, I want to bring something up. I've heard about the Asian flu, for example, Dr. Malik. And what's really weird is like I'm getting ready to uh, I'm traveling to Italy for 12 days mm-hmm. and, and there could be an Italian flu. I mean, they're, they're, you're, uh, you know, Is there like different flus based on regions of the world? Yes,
2: absolutely. And uh, again, some of that is um, kind of the biodiversity uh, right. could be climate. <laughs> all sorts of things can affect it.
1: Right. And that's why I probably always get sick when I'm on an airplane, which which is what yeah. we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. So I want to discuss, I mean, we're going to talk about obviously deep dive into what I consider natural ways to boost your immune system. But I do want to talk about the flu vaccine because there has been an alarming percentage of decreases in uh, parents getting their children vaccinated. It was on the news recently. And that is very risky because if your child is not vaccinated and contracts the flu, then that child could go to school and contaminate everybody else who then goes home and contaminates the parents the parents can go to work and they, you know, they, 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 they it's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And there are reasons a lot of uh, parents don't want to vaccinate their children. But I want to, you know, I want to explain what the concerns are and then verify what's real and what's not realistic in this to alleviate any concerns.
2: Right. So um, what you were referring to earlier, this concept of herd uh, immunity, meaning if more folks get the flu vaccine, for example, let's say more kids get the flu vaccine, um, you may actually end up lowering the likelihood of others getting exposed to the flu. Mm-hmm. So that that can be an important um, concept when we think about the spread of the flu virus. Now, um, I know that this has come under some backlash with some health professionals that maybe sure. herd immunity isn't as important as we thought. But the concern for many parents is that the preservatives found in the flu vaccine may harm a developing body. Mm -hmm. And as as the research I've seen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but as far as the research I've seen, it doesn't seem to be true um, that these preservatives would actually harm um, growing bodies or, or adults.
1: Yeah. And there's been some concern that it can cause autism and, um other kind of autoimmune and 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 the research and with the I've talked to a number of doctors about this it's it's you know there's always a risk with any medication or vaccination that someone will have could have a reaction or could like my mother got um a shingles vaccine and still got the shingles from the vaccine but the Statistics are it it there. It's such a long shot compared, to a very straight shot that a vaccination can significantly reduce your risk. That you should be more concerned about your child getting the flu than any any side effects from the vaccine. At the end of the day, right? Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, so it, it is a balance of weighing the risks versus benefits, and and that's where a, a health professional, the healthcare provider, can can help make a wise decision to make sure it is Mm -hmm. right for the child and right for the person, because you're absolutely correct that it could happen where someone has an allergic response to the Mm -hmm. vaccine. Um, Those with um, autoimmune conditions or those with uh, immune systems that maybe aren't as strong Mm
1: -hmm. may
2: have an adverse reaction. And so it may not be for everybody
1: exactly and 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 that is very true and if you are about to start um any kind of um treatment medical treatment like when i was diagnosed with breast cancer 9 years ago um one of the first things we did was to get me vaccinated before I started um, with my rounds of treatments um, to protect myself, but also because I would not have been able to have been vaccinated after because my immune system was compromised. So you need to be very strategic about it. I mean, I always say, get it, you know, or like you've already had your flu shot, as have I, my husband just got his, the sooner the better. Um, right. Now you specialize in naturopathic medicine, correct?
2: Well, actually, uh, my specialty is public health and nutrition. Um, okay. I of course work at the best university where I am faculty and mm-hmm. work very closely with naturopathic physicians. Okay. Uh, so, so I do, um, understand and see that side of things.
1: Okay. So I want just as an explanation because, and I'll tell you why I want it, Dr. Malley, because there are many people, And I'm so thrilled that everybody is embracing wellness. I I can't say how wonderful that is enough, but there are wellness experts and there are wellness and health experts. And while I am, I have a degree of expertise because I have, you know, gone and I have studied uh, nutrition and health and I write about it. I am not a medical expert. I'm very clear about that. And I interview um, those who have advanced degrees Um, who are registered dietitians and masters of public health and PhDs and board-certified physicians and naturopathic doctors to verify and provide what I consider expert advice from a credential standpoint higher than what I possess. And I'm very clear about that because there are a lot of people who will tell you they are experts and there's, there's levels of expert. Um, there's advocates and activists, and then there are serious experts. You've written a lot of, uh, articles on healthy living and, um, you, you know, are on a, on a faculty. So that's really important to underscore, um, with that in mind, what is it, um, that let's start with, what is it that everyone in the United States and universe needs to start doing now? to be on a better path to health and wellness? Yeah,
2: um, I've actually uh, received that question before, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I would say if I had to choose one thing, and this may be a surprise given um, where we may end up heading with this (laughs) this conversation, but Mm -hmm. I would honestly say stay active, Um, move your body.
1: You know what? I agree with you and I'll tell you why. I, and I'm going to tell you from a personal experience, I eat very well. I really work hard at my diet. But I tend to have a triple-A personality and, and, can be, and, and let stress get to me, which is really terrible. And eating, for many, is a way to alleviate stress, but it's stress eating, which is not always healthy. But the one thing that I can guarantee will help me and help many other people every day is moving. If I start feeling stressed, and when I was in the height of my chemotherapy, I took a 35 to 45-minute walk outside, and I could feel the change totally move through my system. I was breathing better. I was calmer. I, I, my skin looked better. It changed everything, so I agree with you.
2: Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly it. It's that exercise staying active does so many wonderful things. It kind of incorporates everything all at once. And that, like you mentioned, you go outside to get some fresh air and then you'll get some sun exposure, which may help the body produce some vitamin D, which is important for the Mm -hmm. immune system, but then you'll sleep better at night by moving. And then I found anecdotally that when people are active, they tend to be a little bit more aware of what they're putting in their bodies. I don't want to sabotage myself because I worked so hard during my workout this morning, so I should eat more balanced food uh, or a more balanced meal later. So that's what I find where, where it affects not only every other behavior that rest of the day, but exercise seems to help every cell in the body from head to toe.
1: Exactly. I look at it like, um, a, a, a car that has been idle for a long time and you have to like rev it back up to get it smooth. You know, I, I visualize my body as if it, if you're not moving, it gets sluggish and everything kind of gets stopped up and mm-hmm. you got to kind of keep the engines and the wheels greased. So I literally have a visual mentality of feeling rusty and rusted and tight. And that is when um, I start feeling anxious because I don't feel 150%. Uh, so I agree with you um, about movement and exercise. And movement and exercise, a lot of people go on and like going to the gym. It's not about going to the gym or doing a high intensity, although high intensity aerobics can be really great, but it's just moving, just moving because we sit too long at our desks.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, the way our lifestyles are right now, it's, it's, mm-hmm. We, the reality is we have to plan mm-hmm. to exercise or to, to move, but just because we are probably going to be sitting most of the day. We have wonderful uh, electronics and things that do things for us, and so we have to plan to move, which is very unique for us as a species. And I'll have to, I do have to mention that I love your car analogy. I hope you don't mind if I borrow that when I talk to my students about <laughs> exercise. I
0: think you can perfect. say that
1: you talk to this fabulous woman that talks about it all the time, <laughs> Melanie Young. I'd appreciate yeah. it.
0: When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform A big thank you again to Melanie and her team. And of course, we'll continue the interview tomorrow. Now, really quickly before I go, we have five shows where we narrate blogs for you, covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode of Thanksgiving week. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow with more of the interview and where your optimal life awaits. And together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode. And head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.